Welcome to the one and only Circle City Cinema with your host and the one and only Zach Griffith. Hello. Welcome into Circle City Cinema. I am your host, Zach Griffith. And tonight, I wanted to do a quick recap of Ahsoka, the latest Star Wars show to hit Disney+. Plus. And I wanted to recap some, since we're at the end of the month here, I wanted to recap some movies I saw throughout the month of August. Um, some good ones, some okay ones, some uh, one in particular that made me eat shit that I'm going to save for last. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for this one. I'm just going to dive right into things I've seen lately. <clears throat> and I'm going to start with the Pirates trilogy. The original Pirates trilogy. This, which by the way, they're buried on Disney Plus, probably because Disney doesn't want to admit they were wrong about Johnny Depp. But this, this is a trilogy that is fun and has a, has a great story and amazing visual effects. Amazing production design, amazing score. Like you're not going to find many more entertaining movies, especially produced by Disney, especially nowadays, uh, than these. I mean, the first one was wholly original. Um, you know, based on a based on a goddamn roller coaster. And the series, I mean, it's literally made a billion dollars. I think it's at let me check here, but I believe it was at about four billion dollars. Uh, after the last one, yeah, four and a half billion dollars after the last one came out in 2017. And just entertainment at its finest. I mean, Jack Sparrow, one of the most iconic, um, movie characters of all time. I don't think that's a hot take. One of the most popular for sure. And, you know, made a lot of careers. You had Kira Knightley, uh, Orlando Bloom. You know, he, this in Lord of the Rings, he basically never worked again until Gran Turismo and married Katy Perry. And then, you know, this is, this is, this made a break, made or broke a lot of careers. And I, I, I love these movies. You know, for some reason, when I was a kid, me and my cousin, uh, Drew, we just fucking devoured these movies over and over and over again. I've probably seen Dead Man's Chest. It's probably in the top 10. For single movies, I've seen the most times. I mean, I, I've probably seen Dead Man's Chest over 20 times in my life, which is crazy to say. So it's like a two and a half hour movie, but that one in particular made over a billion dollars, had a cliffhanger ending with Jack being eaten by the Kraken and a great, great villain with David Jones. I mean, a great villain with a great performance by Bill Nye. I can't recommend these movies enough. I mean, if you just want to sit down and have a good time, fire up the Pirate Trilogy on Disney+. Plus. Second and third one, a little bit long in length. Uh, you're looking at two and a half hours for the second one. And damn near almost three hours for the third one. Not sure that was necessary, but you're going to have a good time. Uh, it's a great story. They did a great job putting together the mythology and just making this just great job world building. And then, you know, four and five are what they are, but the original trilogy, I mean, I'm going to put it in there. It's probably a top 15 movie trilogy for me. I mean, it really is. It really is just because of the entertainment value alone. Johnny Depp was nominated for best actor for Curse of the Black Pearl. And I, I think it's one of his best 
might be his best performance. Uh, you can look at this. You can look at Edward Scissorhands. You can look at Ed Wood. Um, but, you know, this was back when Johnny Depp was on top of the world. Hopefully, uh, Disney eats shit on that and brings him back into the fold. Maybe make another one of these, but these, these movies are, are, are very nice. They're, they're very, they're very nice movies. That's all I can say. Um, if you're just looking for a good time, sit down, fire them up. Next up, uh, you got a quick recap of Ahsoka here. I'm recording this on August 31st. So by the time you're hearing this, there's been about, there's been three Ahsoka episodes. A solid start, but a slow start. You know, I was expecting more of a, a bang to start this one. Um, but you get to see some familiar faces, which has made it a little more bearable. Um, you know, you get to see Sabine Wren, you get to see Hera, you get to see Chopper. Um, you get to see these people who made their bones in Rebels, and you are going to get to see Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra make their returns, uh, you know, pretty, pretty soon, hopefully this coming week with Ahsoka, but the one thing I want to harp on with this is you can definitely tell Filoni is telling his own story, which is something that clearly Jon Favreau did not get the privilege of doing in Mando season three, especially the Lizzo Jack Black episode. Like you can definitely tell Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm stepped in and, and interfered with that, which is a shame because the first two seasons of that were damn near flawless. Um, and I think, I think Dave Filoni, he might be the only one, you know, he's the handpicked disciple of, of George Lucas. And he might be the only one at Lucasfilm that has enough pull to say, I'm doing my own thing and you guys can fuck off. And I think that's what he was doing here, especially because it's mostly based on his Rebels show that he created by himself. Um, first show that premiered under the Lucasfilm banner, under the ownership of Disney. And it's a great show. I recommend watching it. It's four seasons. Find them on Disney Plus. Um, quick watches, about 25 minutes an episode. And similar to Clone Wars and that great storytelling, I prefer Clone Wars uh, a little more just because it has a lot more action. And I just like the clones in general. I like Jedi, I like hanging out with Jedi for 20 nights, but check Rebels out if you have not. Uh, maybe watch Ahsoka first and then watch Rebels. That that might be a good way to watch it, but I I am fully expecting Grand Admiral Thrawn to be the next great Star Wars villain, and he is going to be the main villain in Dave Filoni's film, which closes out these Disney Plus shows. Uh, I don't know when that film is coming, but was announced earlier this year that he is going to be directing a movie closing out, you know, The Mandalorian, Boba Fett, uh, Skeleton Crew coming up, Soka. That is going to be a hell of a film. And I hope he gets full creative control over it because if he does, that is, I mean, that has the potential to be the best Disney Star Wars film. And I'm including Rogue One in that. I mean, it really, it, it, it absolutely could be. But Ahsoka, you know, like I said, slow start. But you're getting, you're getting good action. We have a mysterious villain right now. The main villain is going to be 
reveal, but we all know it's coming, and really hope it comes this coming week. Uh, that that would be ideal. A little bit of news here. Past week, we got trailers for Ferrari and The Killer, two of my most anticipated movies um, later this year. Trailers, both these movies didn't offer much, you know, but it doesn't lessen the excitement level for either of them. You know, Ferrari is Michael Mann's first directorial effort since Black Hat, uh, which I have not seen, but had a 5.4 on IMDb, I believe, and I am not in a rush to watch that, but Michael Mann, one of my favorite directors. He's getting up there in age, so I don't know how many more of these he can put out, but Ferrari, you have Adam Driver uh, leading the way. The trailer did not do much. I mean, it's mostly just look how fast we can go in this car. But, you know, the sound mixing is going to be there. The sound is, I mean, I'm expecting Ford v. Ferrari level of sound here. Probably going to get a killer score, like we got in Heat and Collateral. Um, and you're going to get a killer performance. It's going to be an Oscar-nominated performance by Driver. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know. Uh, the Academy likes Driver a lot. He's been nominated twice before. Supporting actor and uh, actor. So it's not out of the realm. Uh, but the Academy does not like Michael Mann. He, he, I think he only has one Oscar nomination to his name. Maybe two. Uh, which is a shame because he's a very unique filmmaker. His his films have a very distinct feel to him, uh, like a realist feel. And his crime movies are some of the best you're gonna find. Um, you know, heat. You can stop at heat. You can stop at heat. You can stop at collateral. You can stop at Mindhunter, or another Mindhunter, Manhunter. I mean, you can. You know, you can stop at those if you want, but. I think Ferrari's gonna be really good. I'd be, I'd be surprised. It sucked. Give me leading the way. Uh, it comes out on Christmas, so be on the lookout for that. And the other trailer we got was The Killer, uh, another one of my most anticipated films of the year, coming out on Netflix on November 10th. But my favorite director, David Fincher, um, led by Michael Fassbender, who himself has been a little quiet, a lot like Michael Mann. And I don't really know why. Uh, you know, he made his bones uh, in Inglorious Bastards. Ended up being Magneto in the later X-Men films. And made a sad mistake with Assassin's Creed. Had a great performance as Steve Jobs in that movie. Uh, with biopic. But, you know, other than that, have not really heard from this guy. Which, which is weird. Because he... I, I think he's an awesome actor, and I'm really interested to see him in his action role, which we haven't really seen since Assassin's Creed. Uh, which that would be kind of funny if David Fincher watched Assassin's Creed and was like, this guy, this guy, he's, he's my guy, he's the killer. Doubt that happened, but Fincher's a weird guy, so I guess they could have. But Fincher has basically said, fuck the studios, I'm going to Netflix, I'm doing my own thing. Uh, he's not the only one saying fuck the studios recently. This, it's his first directorial effort since Mank. Uh, another Netflix movie came out in 2020 during COVID. Good movie. That's your picture in my near the bottom of the list. A good movie. I haven't, I haven't watched it since it came out. 
good performances all around by old men Cypress. You know, tells the story of old Hollywood. Really, really cool if you like the history of Hollywood. The killer, I feel like, is in going back to where he made Fight Club, action uh, Panic Room has some acting to continue, and has, you know, that, that uh, edginess to it. Uh, Seven definitely has the edginess. The game has the edginess. Like, his movies, you, you always feel on it. You always feel on edge with them. They're very psychologically driven. That's why he's my favorite, because those movies are just my favorite kind of movies. It's also partly why I like Michael Mann, too. But Venture, I mean, not counting Alien 3, which he has disowned, but Mann hasn't made a bad movie. He simply has not made a bad movie. And I think he's at the point where he doesn't care about chasing Oscars. He doesn't care about rewards, awards, you know, he's just in it for making that he wants and make was the first one of those things. Uh, I, I really can't wait for it. I'm excited to see Fastbender again. Really am. Uh, wanted to mention, you know, Neon, who is releasing Ferrari, is allowed to advertise the movie because they've actually agreed to the terms SAG AFTRA has put forward for the strike. And my question is, if Neon can do it, you know, this this small up-and-coming studio, if they can do it, why why can't Disney and Warner Brothers do it? Why can't they do it? Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. There's no end in sight. Uh, kind of like the Jets hype of the offseason. There's no end in sight. And it's sad, but I'm glad... You know, we don't get Dune this year, but leads me to my next thing here. Calendar for the for next month. You know, later in the year we have, you know, these two movies I just mentioned, The Killer and Ferrari, and then we have Napoleon, we have Wonka, we have Killers of the Flower Moon. Like it's not bleak. You know, obviously we had some movies get delayed, Dune, Craven, you know, stuff like that, but Still a lot to look forward to, and a lot to look forward to this month. Uh, in the month of September, we got The Nun 2 coming out on September 8th. Dumb Money, uh, the GameStop stock movie coming out on September 22nd. That'll be a Tuesday night special for your boy. The Creator, uh, which is moving up higher and higher. Likelihood that I'm going to go see that. I uh, was thinking about waiting around for it to come out for streaming, but those visuals look really, really epic, and I don't want to miss out on a possible John David Washington redemption tour uh, from Amsterdam, so I'm going to go see that, and IMAX probably could be a Tuesday night IMAX special for 10 bucks. you never know. So, see that. It's directed by Gareth Edwards, who, if you like visuals, you're going to like this guy. He, he directed the first Godzilla movie in 2014. He directed Rogue One in 2016. What do those movies have in common? Outstanding. So Gareth Edwards, if you want visuals, if you want great cinematography, he's the guy. This is the movie, you know, big movie star in it. Probably some convoluted sci-fi plot that I'm going to have to digest for a couple of days, but don't care. If it's great to look at, if it's good action, Really don't care. 
Uh, and then Saw X coming out on September 29th as well as the creator. Not a big Saw guy. I really, I've only seen the first one. Uh, bits and pieces of the second one, but uh, I feel like if I've seen one Saw, I've seen them all. So nothing against Saw. You like Saw, um, but they're all the same. And moving into the August movie recap. Uh, so the first movie I saw in theaters this month was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And this was a a movie that I was looking forward to. Uh, you know, I wasn't clamoring for it, but when the trailer started coming for this and I saw the animation style and I saw Seth Rogen was involved in it, I was very intrigued. And then when the runtime came out, I was even more intrigued because I knew that this movie knew what it was, wasn't trying to do too much. And was simply trying to get this franchise back on course. You know, we haven't really had a good TMNT movie since the early 90s uh, when the live action ones came out. The two animated ones that came out in the 21st century, not great. But the 2003 television show from my childhood, Banger. Banger. You can watch that on Paramount Plus. I still fire it up sometimes. But this movie, really enjoyed it. Uh, clearly the best, head and shoulders, best installment of the movie series. Definitely a potential for some sequels here. And the animation, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Spider-Verse level, but it was along the same lines in terms of the style of it. Um, it, it was really nice. There was some laughs, um, similar to Spider-Verse in that there's content for the adults and the kids. Um, I, I, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. It did okay at the box office as well, uh, which is encouraging because I, I, I want to see some, I, I, I want to see some, uh, some sequels here because that's that, that, I mean, it, it was, it was fun enough where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd watch it again. Seven and a half on IMDb, 97% Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's about as good as it gets. Ended up making a hundred and almost forty million on a seventy million budget, so just barely broke even. But I was head and shoulders above any other Turtles film. Uh, I I really liked it a lot. Probably going to end up buying it. Next up, uh, talk to me. Horror movie season just around the corner. If it's not here already, depends on who you ask. But A twenty four's latest release. It has quickly become one of its highest grossing films. Uh, it's made over $50 million on a $4.5 million budget. Uh, Sean Fennessy, my guy at The Ringer, uh, called it the best horror debut by a filmmaker since Barbarian. Uh, which Barbarian I thought was okay, but you know, it was, it was a different kind of horror and I, I really enjoyed it. So that, that quote from his review, uh, caught my eye and uh, I will take this movie every day over Barbarian. Uh, I thought it was very, very original, which you don't see a lot in horror these days, unless your name is Jordan Peele. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Another one I'm going to be buying. Another one I'm going to be buying. Uh, knows what it is as well. I think it was about an hour and 40 minutes. Not trying to do anything over the top, but this one, it's not, you know, when you're talking about it, when people ask you about horror movies, was it scary? It's it, sometimes it's a hard question to, to answer, but but this one I would say 
it was definitely very unsettling at times. You know, there's times when you're looking at it and, you know, there's, there's one in particular scene where there, there's like a teenage kid possessed by a demon and he is slamming his head against a tile in a shower. And it's really hard to watch. Uh, you know, he's making those demon sounds from his mouth. Like it's very tough to sit there and just, just look at it while his family is freaking out around him. But, um, which a lot of blocks in the back in this movie as well. A lot of blocks in the back. A lot of the main message I got from this movie was that teenagers are dumb fucks and they, they don't, they don't know when to quit. Uh, when it comes to fucking around with stuff you shouldn't be fucking around with. That, that is really the main, I guess that's the main point of a lot of horror movies, but definitely this one. Definitely this one. I can't recommend it enough. I thought it was a great performance, uh, by the main actress. Her name, uh, escapes me at that moment. Um, Sophie Wilde. Sophie Wilde. I thought it was really a powerhouse performance by her. Um, you know, she was named a rising star by the Casting Guild of Australia, it says here. Uh, well, she's here now. She's here now. Almost 60 million folks on a four and a half million budget. That, that is insane. That is crazy. And only an hour and 35 minutes, like I said. Um, go see it. Go see it. Still in theaters. Um, you know, it, I think it'll be out on streaming services by the time scary season is officially upon us. So add it. Add it. Add it to your list. The plot, I'll just give you the plot real quick. Um, the film follows a group of teenagers who discover they were able to contact spirits using a mysterious embalmed hand, only for one of them to take things too far. And let me tell you, she took it way too far. Uh, second to last movie from this month, I got The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which... Took a lot of shit and a lot of memes on Twitter, but again, just solid entertainment value. Remember, am I ever going to watch it again? No. Was it too long? Yeah. But I mean, Dracula on a fucking boat wreaking havoc. All I can say to watch this movie is, well, Corey Hawkins made me shove a little bit. I didn't, I didn't like that Corey Hawkins was the main actor and he was actually pretty good. But the last voyage of the meter. What I can tell you about this is there's a scene where a young kid is locked in a room and the rest of the crew on the boat is looking for Dracula. They can't find him. Turns out he's in the ceiling above this kid's head. Droops down from the ceiling, grabs him by the skull, and scoops scoops him up. Scoops him up, and then the kid is fucking dead. So that that is all that is all I can tell you to go see this movie. Great entertainment value. Uh, bombed like hell at the box office. Bombed like hell, but outgrossed. Ah, oh, what did it outgross? I don't remember. Ah, oh, damn. It outgrossed some movie that I was shitting on. Oh man. I can't remember. I can't remember now. Oh man, I have to look. Damn it. And I'll grow some movie I was shitting on. But you know, based on a chapter uh from Dracula by Bram Stoker, you you can't ask for much more than that. 
it, you know, it's not it's not going to be great. It outcrossed the Haunted Mansion. It's, it outcrossed the Haunted Mansion. Uh, so that's all you need to know. Haunted Mansion. I'm going to look that up just for fun because fuck Disney. Let's see. The Haunted Mansion, 6.2 out of 10. IMDb, 38%. Rotten Tomatoes didn't need to be made. Did not need to be made. Made 92.1 million. Last Voyage of the Demeter. Okay, that's not at that, but opening weekend and outgrossed it. So, Bond like hell. Uh, but this next movie, uh, I bombed like hell with this movie because I was shitting on this film. The trailers were shoved on my throat. I was not going to see this, but I saw so many trailers about it that I was like, fuck, I, I have to go. I have to go. And it's Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is in the top five of films I have seen. This year. It's in the top five films that I've seen this year. Outstanding performance by every member of the cast. David Harbour shoved it up my ass. I did not think at all he could lead a movie, but he did. And put together a fine, just a fine performance from him. And by R.G. Medekwe, who plays, um, you know, the main guy. It is. I mean, it it. It was fucking awesome. I went with my good friend Brashetti, and halfway through the movie, I'm sitting there thinking, this movie is fucking good. This movie is fucking good. And no doubt will I be buying this movie on 4K as soon as it's available. As soon as it's available. Outstanding visuals. This would have been a great Dolby Cinema movie. I kind of wish I would have seen it Dolby Cinema. Maybe I will. Um, and the sound was outstanding. That, that's why I'm saying it's Adobe Cinema because the sound, I mean, you're looking at Ford v. Ferrari type of sound. I mean, it was incredible. This movie was incredible. Um, based on a true story, uh, with, with, uh, Jan, Jan Martinborough, uh, who was a Gran Turismo player who eventually became a, a professional driver. And I don't think any movie has ever made me more shit. Than this one. I mean, it, it was fucking, I couldn't believe how good it was. I could not believe how good it was. I'd give it an eight. I'd give it an eight. I would, I urge anyone to go see this movie. This is, it's a movie for everybody. For everybody. It's one of the best sports movies I've ever seen. I, I cannot, <laughs> I can't eat enough shit on this movie. It's one of the best sports movies I've ever seen. Period. It just, it, it is. So I, I'm going to end the pod on that. Uh, go see Gran Turismo. Go see Talk to Me for sure. Go see TMNT. Last Voyage of the Demeter. Probably don't see it. Um, but yeah, folks, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>